This week's episode is sponsored by Helio Gas Detection and Rising Suns, the award-winning brewery in Cork. Hey everybody, this is Richie from the Metal Cell Podcast. I want to give a shout out to Chemical Addiction. I've got Dan, Ben and Mo here from the band. How are you, lads? Hey, yeah, All right, man, uh, thanks for coming on the show, lads. First time being on it. It's great. Ben, you were on it actually for the Kilkenny episode. I was, you? yeah. That was actually fucking what? insane, the amount of views and listenership on that episode. It's nuts. Just says a lot about the Kilkenny scene and those people that probably aren't in Kilkenny anymore, but still like going back yeah, to the yeah. old days and hearing all the stories and stuff. So there could be a bit of a nostalgia thrown in here for uh, chemical addiction in relation to the history and stuff. And I've got one of the experts on the Kilkenny scene, Mr. Evan Prendergast. Welcome to the show. Former chemical addiction. Former chemical addiction. Oh, yeah, we've got links. We've got links. Yes, indeed. Um, Looking forward to this, lads. Where do we start? I suppose we always start at your latest release, which is Backburner. Congratulations on it, lads. It's fucking excellent. I really, really enjoyed it. Thanks very much. Yeah, there's probably a lot of history involved in the songs, and we might as well just actually start at the start. Um, Ev, do you think? Will we just... Yeah, we might get like (laughs) there's a lot of history with the band. (laughs) It's like (laughs) trying to digest it down now will be yeah, and to you know what, we'll just start from your point, Evan. When did you first hear of the band? Were they all in different bands, or did they just come out as Chemical Addiction back in the day? Can you remember? Uh, yeah, it started like I remember Dan from Zen's Remnants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I started hanging around with Dan when I was like, "Fucking hell, what age were we? Or what age was?" Jesus, I don't know, fifteen, maybe fifteen or something. Yeah, yeah, and then. Um, like the first lineup of Chemical Addiction was, was it Anto, Evan, and the two E? Was that yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I kind of hand, I kind of handpicked lads that, that I thought good, were, yeah. I were either cool and are good looking. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't really matter if they could play or not, but uh, a few of them could, some of them couldn't, but. Uh, <laughs> When was yeah. this, roughly? Ah, uh, 2005 would have been kind of when I had the idea to put okay. the band together. And then we played a first gig in 2006. That was so, the band, wasn't it? First gig was in uh, The Widows, yeah. Widows, yeah, yeah. Upstairs with uh, Mala and Sticky Digit. Jesus, what a band it's like. Yeah, yeah, crazy dude, isn't it? So was this when there was a lot of activity in the... I want to say metal scene, but obviously there's a big indie scene there as well. Was there kind of a cross-pollination between bands? That was, I think about 2006, seven was kind of almost the demise of the Kilkenny scene. Okay. <laughs> we right. only caught the tail end of uh, of that big Kilkenny scene, really. Like, but... Okay. Yeah, I think it was like, maybe I'm wrong now, but was it like 2008, 2009 was like one of the last... That would have been the end of the zoo and all that. Yeah, yeah, then, that, yeah. That was like the end of the zoo. Because um, we were kind of, we were kind of just climbing to the top of the zoo pile when the whole thing fucking crumbled. Yeah. Like. Really? Yeah, what? absolutely. Yeah, hundred percent. We were just starting to do headline shows and that when it was like, all right, this is the last one, and we were actually the very last Kilkenny band ever to play in the zoo as well. Yeah, yeah. The last gig was us and Mike got spiked and or something like that. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Were you still living in Kilkenny at that stage, Ev? Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't move till... You went to Dublin, uh, didn't you, first? Yeah, I went to Dublin. Okay, for... that's right, yeah, yeah. It was kind of like my downfall, really, like those two years. But that, I, I can't remember, was that 2000 or... Oh, not 2021, anyway. That was just after happening. <laughs> I can guarantee it wasn't 2021. Yeah, um... Not much happened in 2021. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 I want to bring in Mo there for a minute. Mo, let's talk about the Kilkenny scene. Are you a Kilkenny native? I am a blow-in. I'm a I'm ah. a dub. So okay. Um, I, uh, what? No, I told me. I know it, it's out now. It's out now. I'm not from Kilkenny. <laughs> actually, um, the lads here actually taught me that Kilkenny was a was a city. Um, I. I uh, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> yes so I, I was very uh uneducated before before i met these guys so um but luckily enough um 
you're saying you started then around 2006, 2007 when you started playing gigs. You came up early enough to to Dublin. And yeah, yeah. I was playing in a bunch of bands at the time, and uh, I would have caught these guys playing with the lineup around then. And um, Patrick Kearney's downstairs was like Patrick this little this, uh, kind of makeshift stage in a in a bar, and um, yeah, it's like CBGBs if CBGBs had to go on fire and they just opened it up again. Anything oh, like okay. that's pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, but it was really cool, you know. Um, we we kind of crossed paths pretty early in the in your live career, let's say, and um, stayed in touch ever since really yeah um, we, we brought you was, down more a good few times as well yeah you? it was a support of the band and uh, any 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 bill we could get you on up here or yeah absolutely get on yeah. there we were we were all about it there was a great, there was, there was a great uh, christmas gig uh with you guys and evan's old band as well modern rick we were all oh yeah yeah i remember that that wasn't clear as yeah that was great yeah that was that was an epic night so we've all we've all been in the room together many occasions many times and it was good because like we gave gigs to a lot of lads in Kilkenny over the years that were like, oh man, we'll start out, we'll do gig swaps. And then that's the last you fucking hear him. But Mo actually, Mo actually, he stood to his word, man, you know, which was great. Like, that's true. It was, it was sort of like, I mean, seeing you guys early on and just the sound you had and the songs you had, like it was just exactly the the type of music I like. And just, you know, I was, I was hooked on you very early. So um, yeah. Um, big and we share, big we shared a, a mutual turned, uh, turned band member, you know. <laughs> a mutual love for Silvershare. Oh, okay. That's, it. That's such a it's such a niche market over here. If you find a silver chair fan, you just you just oh, fucking latch onto him, man. Yeah. Friends for life. Yeah. yeah. So Evan, I know you were delighted to to join the band. I remember you telling me that before. Yeah, I'll never forget that. Like, so talk to me about that. What stage were the bands? You know, were you still actively gigging, or were you just trying to get record material? Yeah, I had. I got asked to join about two weeks before um we was playing with koala attack a band from the uk mm. um i think i was only what i had like two weeks or something but the thing is like oh, I bless was, your memory man yeah well like with something i fully remember this i remember getting the text as well um when i was sitting in the guns <laughs> being like do you want to join the band uh, join the gig mate <laughs> uh, anyone that's seen the movie rockstar um best movie ever I uh, should know that. But uh, yeah, I had about two weeks to learn the set, but it wasn't really like, I mean, I had seen them so many times. Yeah, we were, we were all friends. Like, yeah, yeah. We'd all, we were all hanging out anyway. Um, so it was kind of like, it, it was quite easy to get into it. And then like being in it, like I still talked so fondly of it. Like even listening to um, the new release, like just hearing the, the transition that some of the do- songs have done is mental, but just hearing like, this is the versions that they're supposed to be. Mm. Um, I haven't played um, all of them except Amsterdamage. I don't think I ever played that with you. No, it'd probably a new enough. Uh, that would have been probably one of the newer ones. Although the, one of the riffs in that is one is the first riff in drop tuning that I ever wrote. That's mental. And it just, yeah, transitioned over the years and made it into a <laughs> song. Do you know it's mad? I didn't even know that. That's... No. <laughs> <laughs> Sick. And had you much lineup changes, Ben, throughout the years? What was your biggest problem? Yeah. Just trying well, to find drummers? Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, we, and... Uh, well, the thing about being in a band with your nephew is that even if you fucking fall out, you're still going to have to look at him over the Christmas dinner every every year, you know? Okay. But uh, yeah, drummers were our, our problem for a while before we got Dara and uh, can't, can't get rid of him now if we wanted to, you know? He's yeah. as much part of the DNA as we are, like. But uh, yeah, we had, we had a few bass player changes over the years. Dan actually played bass in, in the band for a good few years. Yeah. As well. And then I could tell he was getting bored. Like, yeah. <laughs> so so I, I actually suggested, I was like, do you want to get in another guitar player? And he was like, oh, <laughs> you, man, I'm going to be the other guitar player. So we kind of went from there. And then, uh, yeah. Wasn't it like, because when I joined, we were three piece. We were three piece, yeah. And then Colin. I suggested getting Colin in on extra yeah. guitar. Then played guitar. And then you went back to three piece at some stage again, did you? Or oh, fuck, I don't ever think we went back. Did no, we? I don't think so. No. Do you think he'd go back? Do you think he would really go back? <laughs> <laughs> Blood. 
<laughs> but uh, the funny thing is that Mo was actually in our band for one gig before as well. Yeah. <laughs> and he, yeah. He, he enjoys talking about that. Well, you know, it, um, I, I, I kind of put it like, you know, like it's like that rock star moment, like in that movie. You, you get asked to join one of your favorite bands and like you put everything, everything you've got into it. Like, you know, you... And like even prior to that, you're hanging out with them, you know, dropping hints and, you know, oh, I'd love to play bass for you guys. Like, you know, and then you finally get the opportunity. You rehearse to perfection for months and months and months. You play the gig. The gig is epic. And then no more. <laughs> One of the practices for that as well. When That's you right. Were... Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, if you're practicing, like I'm going to, I'm definitely calling in. Yeah, yeah, and um, the gig was savage. I was I was raving to all my mates about it, and then I just I didn't get a call after that, and it was just. <laughs> just <laughs> Where was, was like, that gig? wrong, like you know. <laughs> but, uh, Where yeah. was it? Where was the gig? Yeah, you don't remember the gig? The gig was awesome. It was in Fivers. <laughs> okay, Fivers. The one gig. The one gig. We were, one we gig. were supporting uh, your old Alice Chains band, more wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we were doing it. It was an awesome change tribute night. And I thought we'd be the perfect opening act, you know? And and yeah, again, I, I even booked the gig, the one gig, yeah. but you know. <laughs> was that Jared of Flies you were in, Mo, no? Uh, Jared, Jared, I'm actually still in that at the moment. Um, So it was it was like a pre precursor to that called Angry Chair. We had a couple of different people in it. And yeah, uh, so okay. good good fun playing a tribute band, but it's nothing like the originals, man. You don't get the no. same buzz. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Jesus, that's mad. So, like Ben, there was never a temptation for you to go down that route as chemical addiction, was there? No, uh, we did get asked a few times to kind of by people that wanted us to be their band, but it uh, it, it just it's something that never really interests me. Like Dan plays in a in a grunge uh, cover band called The Year Grunge Broke. Oh yeah, okay, very good. Sure. But uh, yeah, and sure more power to him. Fair play. Yeah, it's a bit of yeah, a bit of crack and a bit of money. That's all you want, really. But no, it was just never really my thing, man. I never, Evan, you, I don't think you ever did it, Evan, did you? No, I did. Like when I first moved to Cork, I did like um, a few covers gigs. But my problem was I was so young and getting paid in cash in a <laughs> pub that let me drink after hours. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I realize like I need to be a lot more mature before I, I, I do that. And now that I'm a bit more mature, now I'm just not making money. So there you go, man. It's yeah. overrated anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and, so and just to interject there, like um I you guys actually didn't really like kick me out of the van. I don't wanna like sound like I'm considering <laughs> it, it it just kinda didn't really go places for a couple of years after that. No, we uh, we didn't do anything after you, Mo, you yeah. know, and then yeah. we were kinda like, right, well, let's let's get the fucking band back on again and then COVID happened. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that sucked. And then when we were we were finally fucking uh we got another guy and then uh that didn't work out and then we just, just thought fuck it, Mo Mo's so kind of Mo kind of said it to me and I kind of said it to him without either of us really saying it to each other. And, there was know. a bit of a dance going on between you, like is Yeah, it? exactly. Yeah, it we really always good friends, yeah. me and Mo. Like, <laughs> I've got the gigs, I've stayed at his house. This big fancy house in Dublin. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he's in his home fucking studio. <laughs> More than drink. That's why. <laughs> That's why he's the nice stuff. Like <laughs> it helps, yeah. <laughs> so, I'm just trying to think now. When you released the end, which was in 2020, how many songs had you for Backburner at that stage? There, the thing about. Backburner, it's it's not just a cool name, it's kind of clever as well that, that they were all songs that from back in the day that we put okay. on the Backburner. Right. So those, uh, like one of those songs, um, California Hillbilly Suicide was actually on our very first EP back in fucking 2006 yeah. or seven or something like that. Fucking hell. Okay. So like looking at, at the songs that, that were released on Backburner, have you a shitload of new stuff done then? That's in the bag. Yeah, we or... have a few. We have a few. We're gonna go record again in the summer and we'll see see how it okay. goes. Okay, that's cool. And so false icons and and it was the track Sour. Evan, you gave that to me and I was just going, holy fuck, this is absolutely class. I think when we when we kind of started releasing those, we had we had those recorded with quite a while and we had the end and we had that mixed and mastered, but none of us fucking knew where it was. 
So we're all going around checking hard drives and fucking USB sticks <laughs> and everything and everything. And I, I eventually found it on my old computer and it was the middle of lockdown. And we said, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just release this thing. And everybody loved it. Like, yeah. And uh, I think it, it, it was a good time because people had fuck all else to do except listen to music. And I think that's why Sour blew up as much as it did. Yeah. You know, yeah. Even though the new, like, we've got a great reaction to Backburner and that nothing has ever compared to that, the, the way the explosion when we release our, it's probably not even that good. Like, They're all sick. Like, (laughs) In your opinion, Ev, why do you think there was such a reaction to Sour? I think it's a class song. We all know that, but is it just that there's this kind of a retro fan coming out now that is enjoying that kind of music or? Yeah, like, I think it's, it's a, look, the song itself is amazing. It is, yeah. Um, Um, Backburner, so I, I, like the quality of the song isn't the reason that any of them would jump above any of the others. I think it was like a mix of because when Sour came out, what was the last thing he had actually like? There was a long gap before like new chemical addiction music. Do you know what I mean? So it was like there was also this like amazing build up that maybe nostalgia came into it as well. But it was also like so fresh and new. And a lot of that kind of like grungier sound there's is starting to come back. Um which Definitely. I'm mm. yeah, delighted about. Um I think it just maybe it, Sour was just one of those songs that actually just, started just the whole the whole like, scene. Like you could you could actually get bad. a bit of credit on this, lads. <laughs> <For> <laughs> reigniting the Irish grunge scene. Because there it I was did. always in the background anyway, with with the Seattle yeah, grunge always, experience and there. Yeah. But it's mad because um people thought when we released Sour that it was a brand new song. But if you look at our set list 10, 10 yeah. years ago, Sour was on it. Like it yeah. just kind of proves that nobody really gives a fuck about your life set unless it's been recorded. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fact, like, that's an absolute fact, man. I've yeah. noticed that over, over the years too. The songs that are up that people can listen to are the ones that people will be bopping their heads at. And it could be a song you have to play in live 20 times and people will go, whatever, like, what's this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I tend to try push off as much as I'd love to do as much new stuff. Um, I like kind of try to do um only when it's been released then put it in as much as possible just because or oh, the other thing that i'd be afraid of is like you know if there was a kind of a video that starts going up and it's like <laughs> the worst shitty phone quality yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you're just like no <laughs> and it's not really released it's like you're just like backpedaling on it or something i don't know <laughs> Control, Evan, control. You have to have it, son. You have to have it. (laughs) (laughs) But like, here's my take on ye. Is there kind of a feeling of the underdog with ye in in the way that it is with chemical addiction? And now is your chance to show everybody what you can do. Is this like vindication almost with this new release? Yeah, yeah, I I think so. I think we've always kind of been the the underdogs. And like, even Mm. in... Michael Kenny, because I was an older, I was older, an older lad anyway. And there's uh, when the Zoo Club gigs were going on. Jeez, I was about fucking twenty two before I played my first one of them, and they were underage gigs that were kind of for bands that weren't old enough to play in other venues, you know. But uh, you kind of get this over the years. We've kind of gotten in this kind of a stigma of just being a a band that came from the underground thing like that when we were actually like much more <laughs> and we were gigging all over the place man not yeah. just in that one club in Kilkenny which was a huge thing at the time and it was great to be a part of that scene but we were definitely doing a lot more than what people even thought we were doing at the time you know Dan would you echo that yeah, absolutely yeah 100% just, I think probably our probably our fourth gig ever was playing support to Curb Dog in Fibbers jeez yeah. you know and Dan wasn't even 18 then you know yeah yeah, no. you've played. You, how many times did you play with Curb Dog altogether? Three, three, yeah, three. three. We've done. We did three gigs with him ourselves, and then we did like the Pompa Palooza Festival with him as well. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. that we played in Dublin, Dublin, Kilkenny, and we did Limerick with him. Dublin, so. yeah, Dublin's. Yeah, great, yeah. great gigs. Always great gigs. You know? mm. We didn't get enough of them over the years. <laughs> it would have been great to get more. 
That's not still plenty of time, like. But there's a few, uh, yeah, there's kind of, I don't know, I think when I was kind of a teenager, there was kind of a bucket list of Kilkenny bands that you wanted to chalk off. And Mo, unfortunately, never got to play with Carved Out with his, and that's definitely on his his bucket list anyway. So. It's it's a huge uh, item on the list, yeah. So come on, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you never know, man, you never know. Yeah, they're still playing, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. 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 It's definitely like I would be surprised if it never happened again. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Mm. But I'd love. There's a few more. Like we never got to play with Gout, and I always wanted to do yeah, that, that as well. Incredible. That and, would be incredible. And my little funhouse. I always wanted to play with my little funhouse. Oh yeah, Jesus Christ! That's a remember them, Richie. Oh, I do, of course. Yeah, I actually saw them. They were members of them were involved in the vibe for Phil Linnet when oh, I was okay. living in Dublin. There's definitely a love of Tin Lizzy with that band. So, yeah. yeah. They, they went on to form another band. I think it was called Spider Baby or, or it was like actually. That. Wasn't it? Do you remember that? Fucking hell. That's, and that's they were unreal, much, yeah. much heavier. They were much yes. heavier. Yeah. Jesus, Those songs, they, they used to be up on, uh, they used to be up on MySpace, but fuck knows where they are now. Like, but I'd love to hear them again. If any lads from, uh, they're, they're not going to be, but if any lads from my little funhouse are watching, Send me those demos, please. <laughs> we'll tag them. We'll tag them on the episode. That's what we'll do. <laughs> so there's very much a case of let the music do the talking with you now, lads. That's all you can do. And that's what you do best. And that's what yeah. you're doing now. So, I mean, let's talk about the new EP, Backburner. And I want to play the opening track off it, Auto Nerve, and we'll, we'll work our way through it then. Is that fair cool. enough? Yeah. Yeah, cool. delighted to hear a load of lead work in that track you know you've got like two guitars and sometimes they just actually don't fucking do the same fucking thing man yeah 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 yeah. that's such a great lead out solo work and i was never a fan of uh the whitley whitley kind of stuff but like soulful solos are the fucking way forward this man this man is the king of that yes. shit like Jerry Cantrell is the king of that shit but. well there you go there's the old influence of shining, shining out you know <laughs> Actually, we have we pretty much have Jerry Cantrell playing bass for us as well like so <laughs> fantastic thank you <laughs> I want to read out an excerpt from what Pat over at the Smashing Skull session said about your EP and I think that's it's just a nice lead into what we're about to talk about he says there are many grunge tribute bands out there plying their trade and good luck to them all but if you want to savour the grunge experience properly why not absorb it through original music and from a band that are playing it at a very high level Backburner is a slab of alternative rock that will appeal to many tastes it has a boy to it and an energy emancipating from it that's downright infectious so you know he kind of kind nailed words. it there. He's fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so you did a bit of demos with Mark Christopher leading up to. Yeah, yeah. Mark's a, Mark's a great guy. Yeah, great it's guy. interesting that you decided to demo with him and then go with Neil in Manor Park Studios. Any reason or? Uh, well, that was always, that was kind of, we were only ever going out to Mark to do the demos anyway. There was never, we were, we were, we never went out and went, oh no, we're not happy with this round like that. But we yeah. had planned to go to Neil because uh, our drummer Dara actually recorded up there 
years and years and years ago. And uh, Neil has recorded uh, a good few bands that me and Dan actually listened to. Okay. Do you know, like uh, it's a band called um, Left Side Brain and a fantastic band. Yeah. And he did their first album and just amazing. Like, and we were just like, that's kind of one of the sounds that we kind of go, right? We want to fucking sound like okay. these boys, man, because they're amazing. Yeah. Like, and we knew that Neil knew exactly what he was doing. He worked with all those bands. And uh, yeah, so that's why we, we we didn't just happen upon Neil Calder. We we fucking handpicked him. Man, yeah. Yeah. We knew that boy would do us justice, you know. Manor Park was always like, even when I was in a band, that was a place that we were like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Need to, need to be getting up there, you know. And like, Neil was in a band called uh, Sheer himself, who were quite a big deal back in the in, in the 90s. They had, a, they had a really good record deal. And uh okay. And they were they were they actually played support to Corn on their first UK tour, which is a little nugget well, of unknown <laughs> information there. But uh, yeah, uh, Manor Park was great, man. I really, really, really enjoyed. That was really kind of bucket list stuff for me, anyway. Because mm. there's a um, there's a fully functioning two bed apartment underneath the studio. It's like a big massive garage, and then in the basement there's a fully functioning two bed apartment. So we got to actually, it's like. Recording Kilkenny and all is grand, but you're still fucking going home doing your normal thing, you know, yeah, yeah. watching Corrie eating your fucking dinner or whatever like that. But we actually got to all live together, play music together, eat together, drink together, smoke one together, whatever. Like, and you're kind of living the dream for about four or five days, you know, okay. which is fantastic. Yeah. Do you think that benefited a lot of it? Like, you know, it's being completely immersed and not having any distraction whatsoever and absolutely 100 yeah. yeah absolutely like you literally get up in the morning have your breakfast have a shower and you walk up the stairs and you're in the studio and you yeah. come down in the evening you eat your dinner you drink cans and you fucking go to bed and that was it for four yeah. or five days you know and that's i think i think that is evan as a musician yeah. that's kind of living the dream shit like isn't absolutely. it yeah 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 100 yeah. yeah and dan what kind of setup had you approaching those songs maybe from a vocalist point of view, had you to do much work with Neil on it or were you quite happy? No, not really. Just demoed stuff myself at home. Like really, that was kind of the idea of demoing uh, out with Mark was to just kind of get instrumentals down that I could demo the vocals myself. Okay. Before we went up to iron out everything, whatever, just make sure I had everything right, you know what I mean? What about so, just the actually duration of putting them vocals down? Can you remember? One take. I'd say fucking a couple of hours, man. He had yeah. nailed. No, yeah, ass, pretty man. much. Yeah, I remember yeah. one stage you, you were inside doing fucking press ups <laughs> in the live room, going, "Come on!" <laughs> and he left up and he did this fucking Chris Cornell-esque vocal take in one go, like that's mm. amazing. But yeah. uh, one of one of Dan's favorite singers, Jamie Lemon, would have yeah. recorded a track in Manor Park yeah. with Brain too. So he was like the same vocal booth. Unreal. You know, and we were like just looking in, going, "No fucking pressure, you can." Lennon Stripey Jumber that he is in that documentary that he and we did. were uh, we were actually uh, when Left Side Brain were there, they did it uh, studio diary, a video yeah. studio diary, and we were like sitting down watching it in the fucking sitting room, look, going, looking at the pool table behind us, going, "The lads are fucking playing pool there. That's Jamie's couch. That's Jamie Lemon's couch. Like that's where he sat and all this shit. Pathetic, really, but fuck it, whatever." Like. No. <laughs> When you told me that you uh, were doing it in uh, Manor Park, I actually watched those um, studio uh, diaries literally five minutes after. I was like, I was like instantly remembered it, and I was like, cool, I'm going to sit and watch these. Now. But then, of course, we had to we had to fucking do one too. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's all content, Ben. All content. absolutely, dude. Absolutely. <laughs> Mo, would you buy into all that? Yeah, like I'm. Um... Content or the studio? Sorry, <laughs> content first. Anyway, yeah, content is um, it's a necessary evil, I suppose. You know, it's um, yeah. but like, I, I I'd be a bit apprehensive about recording all that kind of stuff and putting putting uh, myself in a video and all. But um, it's it's great crack once it's out. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Also, like with the recording process and just working in a studio with a band, it's uh, I think like it's a whole different process with the way the guys uh, do it here. Um, I I I'd be. Again, like I, I, I've only gone to studios for a day, gone back, been very, you know, um, head down. Let's get everything perfect. But um, the back burner just seemed like it was a much more of an organic, uh, easy one and done kind of process. So fair play to the guys, and it's 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 just a it's an awesome awesome uh, result. Yeah, we, we couldn't get over how quickly that Neil worked as well. Like 
just literally fucking kind of mixing it as he's going along, you know, that kind yeah. of way. And it's like, wow. Yeah. And then we had everything back in less than a week, mixed and mastered. And we, we kind of weren't used to that. We've had nightmares yeah. in the past, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A few, a few, a few, all right. You know, you know, when you're young as well, and like none of us had been in recording studios and you're kind of like, you're paying lads to record you and they're using cracked plugins with cracked programs and fucking, I'm sure we don't, we don't, we don't know, you know, whatever. And then it's like, right, lads, I'll have that for you in about 14 months time, if you're lucky, like. Mm. But look, that's life, yeah. you know, you live and learn, man. The, the song Auto Nerve, um, any memories of that, putting it down in particular? Did you just fly through it? Feedback. I love doing that. Feedback's my <laughs> thing, man. I love that's a really terrible thing for a guitar player to be good at. But uh, f- yeah, I, I love doing the feedback. And I gave about an hour. Neil had all these pedals and different cabs set up. And I was just in a room for about an hour with a fucking SG, just like, <laughs> that was just that's heaven for me, man. If I never played a note on the feedback again, I'd be happy. To- <laughs> <laughs> and maybe about this, the lyrics itself. Oh, lyrics, oh, I don't even, man, whatever. Like, I just kind of... Uh, <laughs> Uh, when I write, it's a, it's usually something very basic, and I I kind of come up with a, a a riff usually when I'm stoned, and then I'll I'll write something very fucking basic, and then I give it to the lads, and I, I'm not that good at um, arranging music, mm-hmm. so I give them I give the lads this very basic thing, and they turn it into this fucking epic song and then i usually don't write a second verse until it's really needed at the last minute <laughs> so i kind of have to get myself i have to get my brain back into the place writing lyrics it's like the first the first verse could be about fucking space and time and and death and then the second one is about flowers and spatulas or something like that i, I don't know <laughs> is that um, because i remember like when we first started writing that was that in P's house or was that in upstairs in Watchmacall? What the fuck was her name? Yvonne, was Yvonne Moriarty. I think that was in when we did like the week in... Um, you were, were you in the band when we wrote that, Evan? You were. Yeah, yeah. Sure, there's yeah, a, a yeah. version of it on YouTube, like. Is there? Yeah, yeah. What? The original of all the nerve damage that I did. <laughs> but because, uh, yeah, yeah, I'd say, I'd say that was probably written in Peter's, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. It's it's amazing when it would uh like normally when it when I'm when I'm writing if I have any lyrics or anything to write I normally just say to Dan just fucking play that and loop it loop it over and I would literally turn my brain off and just write mm. and there you go done sing that mm. and he sings it perfect. So it has to kind of go through the chemical addiction digestive tract. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's a very very quick <laughs> digestive tract, but it goes through it all the same. Uh, yeah. Excellent. Okay, we'll move on to the next song, California Hillbilly Suicide. Uh, great yes. title. Okay, <laughs> it's one of my favorites, actually. All
class, man. Nice old trashy bit to it there to keep me happy as well, Ben. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the title alone. The, the title, uh, I've got a friend in Ballangarry in Tipperary. And uh, when I was younger, I used to have like long hair, a really tatty looking, like, and a big kind of long goatee beard and tatty jeans, tatty everything. And he introduced me to his dad one day. And his dad was real old school country Irish. He's like, ah, oh, dad, you know, uh, this is my friend Ben. And he just looked at me and he went, be jazz. He said, you look like some breed of fucking hillbilly from California. <laughs> that's where that's where it came from. Man. <laughs> I love telling that story. It's great. It's fucking class. <laughs> it makes sense though. You did like, I fucking right, man. It did, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> Surprised it didn't become my nickname or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kelly <Healy>. <laughs> <laughs> What was it like approaching that song more from a bass point of view? The, the, the nice thing about the, the bass on this, and to be honest, the bass and all these, like, I mean, as Ben said, these are um, songs that have been around for quite a while. Yeah. So, um, you know, even like they've been, they've been around for a while. I, I was very familiar with them, having played them in my first entry to the band uh, which we <laughs> talked about earlier and um you know uh they were kind of written and ready then and you know i i i i i just came in and played um what what was essentially already written about you know 90 percent of it so mm-hmm. um i'm a kind of more of a, a guitarist by nature and by history but like uh just coming in and just riffing on on that is just it's it's so much fun like you know like what were you using what bass were you using well, I can't even remember what I use, man. I, I I'm not a gearhead. If it sounds good, you know, um, we go we went through a couple. Um, uh, I can't remember. Do you guys remember? No, no. <laughs> it's weird. I just I I go for the best sound. I'll play I'll play as many takes as it takes until until we're happy. But um, it's uh it's more just as long as it sounds good. I don't mind what I play, and um, that's kind of my philosophy with uh, any band I've been in. Um, but uh, you know the the song is riff heavy. Most of the songs on the EP are riff heavy, so you're just you're just riffing and just enjoying mm-hmm. the hell out of it. So, you know, every now and then it lends itself to a couple of little widdly bits, but you know, it's all about the riff at the end of the day. It's all about the riff. That song yeah. definitely, yeah, I think that's why it's one of my favorites. Actually, great riff in it. I would Anything have written that add about the song, lads. I I wrote uh before, when I was starting when I had the idea to start the band. Um, I had s- six songs ready. For the very first practice, and that was one of them. It was fourteen point five one of the others? No, that didn't. That was even a bit later than that, man. It would no, have been song to come back so bad, like. Yeah, we were talking about it a while ago. Like bringing mm. that one back. Yeah, we have to yeah. watch this space. We might record it next summer. Fuck yes. Yeah. Yeah. I remember we used to open the set with that, and it just get me so that the flam thing just with the do do Yeah, yeah, cool, man. So I, I um. I think with California Hillbilly as well, there's about 40 different styles in that song. Because there would be, we would, there would be a bit of, probably before I got into grunge, when I was a, a teenager, I was probably more into stuff like Megadeth and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And you could probably see little little glimpses of that and probably bands like Helmet and stuff yes, like that. Helmet, awesome definitely. Come into it. Yeah, I can hear but that. But I think kind of, when the bands that I really liked kind of stopped coming out uh, and like the music wasn't as popular anymore, it's like, all right, where, where, where do I find songs that sound like these bands? It's like, I'll f- well, let's fucking write some. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what we did. Like, yeah. so happy days, man. Yeah, cool. Okay. On to, on to Time Waster next. Let's give this a blast.
I love finding a song that will define a band's sound. You know, if you're recommending it to another person that have never heard of Chemical Addiction, that'd be the song I'd give them. Time Wester straight away, just go, that's what they're about, man. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's class, lads. And the vocals right through that song in particular are brilliant. Really are great. Thanks, man. The very uh, kind of Daniel John's kind of a silver chair or kind of a vocal mm-hmm. melody mm-hmm. at times, I think. The, the affliction on it, like. <clears throat> yeah, a bit of Alice in Chains trying to. There oh, as definitely well. as well, but, yeah. But like Dan did some great warble kind of warbling guitar, yeah, yeah. And uh, Neil Calderwood is known as the wandering, the the warbling expert. So I think two of them had a great little time fucking <laughs> warbling <laughs> around the studio for a couple of hours. <laughs> <laughs> I think this, this one was like the biggest surprise for me when I heard the final result. Like I, I was well familiar with it, you know, from playing and everything, but just when it was mixed and just we we heard it properly, it just it blew me away. The vocals, mm. especially that climb yeah. at the end where there's just that yes. climbing, it's just incredible. Like so, that's fucking yeah. tough going for me to do the harmonies yeah. there. I'm, tr- I'm trying to pump air into yeah. my fucking eye socket or something like that. But. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's it's mad. Like I remember the first time hearing like the we'll say the original version of that in your uh, old house. I remember you went in like you had the CD of like the I don't even know if it was mastered yet, but it was a mix anyway. And I remember when it first kicks in, I was like, it blew me away so much that hearing this version gave me that exact feeling. It's like that's called PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> that like that like thud you know that like Mm. absolute thud when it kicks in um it's 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 like a boot in the chest man isn't it it really is and then (laughs) no like there's just so much more um layers to it like you know that like second guitar line it's not like an octave dan did some great arrangements on on that man he really did like so subtle but it's so perfect as a, you know, it's that layer that it's like, why was that not always there? Kind of yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. I think the, the we have to give a shout out to Dara as well, man, on drums. Oh, Dara's in New York at the minute. Fantastic, fantastic, oh. right through the EP. Yeah, and he was amazingly quick too. Amazingly, yeah, quick. Yeah. we literally had his. We literally got up in the morning and he had his drums done on the first day by lunchtime, and he was sitting down with a can of tenants and a bag of, and a bag of buttons. So, right, that's fucking. No pressure, lads. Off you go. But yeah, Dara, Dara's an absolute animal, man. I've, I've, I would say, uh, Dara is without a doubt probably one of the finest musicians I've, I've ever, yeah. I've ever worked with. Just so solid. Oh, he's amazing, man. Unreal. And you wouldn't, you wouldn't fucking think to look at him, you know? <laughs> he's just such a messer, like he's such a fucking messer. He's just sitting down drinking cans, talking about football, and it would be just. And then he'd sit in behind the kit and. He will nail everything. Yeah, he's incredible. Like yeah, he's, yeah, he's savage, man. Jesus, how long has Dara been playing? He was playing like from fucking when we were in school. Like I, I worked in a shop, uh, a music shop on Kieran Street. Um, when I was I was only a kid myself. Like and uh, Dara's dad is in a band. He plays bass in a, in in a covers band. And he, uh, Dara was only a little kid. I say he was only about six or seven man. and he used to come into the shop and he used to head straight for the symbols straight away and i used to give out to him because he'd be mauling the symbols <laughs> hey you fucking leave that alone and uh i remember dara and actually the, the drummer in the year grunge broke uh column they were best friends and uh yeah. the two were only fucking so high man and they were so decent we used to have to sing in kilkenny called the lord of the drums lord. Yeah, and yeah. it was a great highlight to have the, the two lads used to have two kits set up and used to get these two little fucking kids playing together and they were amazing and that yeah. was Dara and Colin and yeah. it's just so mad that he's he's been in my band nine fucking years now and I, I remember yeah. when he was a child <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant fucking can of tenants and a packet of buttons that's, <laughs> that's a fact though I'm not even making that up man. Yeah, that's a song name like <laughs> Benny Benson and a, and, a, and a six pack. Benny Benson and a six pack. That's another tune there. There you go. That's an old one. If... Okay, last track, Amsterdam. Let's Excellent. It's a blast. Now
Scott Whalen and Chris Cornell looking down, oh, smiling be, uh, delightfully Jesus, yeah. at that. Without a doubt, his best vocal performance. Oh, I nearly killed myself during that vocal. He, yeah. he did, in fairness. But like, not even on that EP, I would say that's probably the best I've heard Dan sing mm. of all time. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. It was it's a great track time. to end it as well, lads. Thanks. Thanks, man. That was a, uh, yeah. Yeah, Dan, he did. He damn near killed himself. Shane, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's gone purple in the face. Fair <laughs> play, though, man. Nailed it, like. Yeah. And that's just a typical, typical, the end there is like a typical fucking uh, chemical addiction breakdown. And then it's like, do you know what we'll do? Fuck it, we'll break down the fucking breakdown. Fuck <laughs> it. Train a, lot of, train a lot of pinch squeals as well. Why not? Fuck it, man. It's what we're all about, like. <laughs> quintessential addiction breakdown, like, do you know? And yeah, then a yeah. boring chorus with a fucking fat riff straight after it, like. It's the blueprint, man, isn't it? That's know? it, yeah, yeah. I love the title, Amsterdam. It's just fucking brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, I, uh, fucking wrote. The song has nothing to do with Amsterdam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That just came to me and I was like, that's a fucking badass name. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, the t-shirt has nothing to do with Amsterdam either, Ben, I presume, no? <laughs> no, I was actually there. I was there last weekend. So like, we released the fucking album and people were asking me about all, oh yeah, this is about Amsterdam, isn't it? And I was like, Jesus, what's about a goal? Like, <laughs> so Ben, for those that are listening, has a Cannabis Museum Amsterdam t-shirt on him. <laughs> Happy days. Ah, uh, yes, indeed. But, uh, yeah, that was great. I, I really enjoyed my, my trip to Amsterdam. And, uh, I say, do you know, do you know what I mean? Look, when in Amsterdam, so I bought a fucking sex tie. What are you going to do, right? So I decided I was going to bring the sex tie home and I could see my bag coming down the thing and next thing, it just went over to one side and I was like, oh, here we fucking go, man. And the boys, the boys whipped it out. <laughs> they were like, oh, what's this? Like, but I'm sorry, because at least I didn't find the weed. So... <laughs> <laughs> obviously where the batteries went in heaven (laughs) and you know what I half thought about putting the weed into the fucking sex egg was like he's not gonna fucking stick his fingers in is he like he's not gonna be rooting around looking for stuff in it but happy days (laughs) fucking hell lads classic (laughs) so so while we recover, um, Dan, we bring you back in. You have a few gigs scheduled for the end of December and hopefully something in the new year. Is that yeah, right? we're, uh, we're playing a, a zoo reunion. The, the, the zoo club that you speak to, Kenny. Um, there's a reunion on the 10th of December in the set theatre, which is a pretty big deal that we're all excited about, I think. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. There's a couple of bands getting back together that haven't played a note together in... 20 years 20 years yeah. nearly, I'd say you know mm-hmm. that's that's going to be fantastic like really so by the time that. this episode is out you'll have played it so congratulations lads you fucking yeah, nailed it it was <laughs> unreal so <laughs> no, <laughs> and then we're down in uh, we're down in Cork yeah for Evans little absolutely the shindig I, I put on uh, my friends <laughs> They're fantastic bands as well. I, I I listen to them all, and we're gonna be like fucking Hanson in the middle of all these boys. Oh my god! Like we're coming in the door with our harmonies and melodies, yeah, <laughs> and these boys are as hardcore as they come. But we've done that. We we always seem to be we always seem to be the lightest band on a metal lineup and the heaviest band on an indie lineup. So. I think. Honest to God, that's like even when I was in the band, that was always the case. It's absolutely I, do, doesn't it? I think you, you, you like thrive more in that because even the last time I had you down, who else was playing? Um, Birds of Burn were playing, and uh, who was who were the who were the headline band? Was it fucking? No, was it no? Words of Burn were headline, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was another couple of fucking archives or survivalists. Oh, we had that, that band called Outsound were playing as well. They're really mm-hmm. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they released, an e- they released an EP there. It was really good. It was yeah. class. Well, they're the lads are absolute gents. Mm-hmm. Like nice lads as well. Really, yeah, nice Aaron nice, actually, yeah. he does sound for Dead Cult. Like, but um, oh, cool. I remember just after it, like just because everyone else was on such like a. A heavier arc it's like ye stood out to people so much more that people were talking to me about ye more than like yeah, that's not yeah. the bands it was just 
you know, when you stand out for having being different in a, you know, a heavier lineup, it's like, you know, it's more power to you where more people are like, who are those that, where are they from? And I'm like, oh yes. Like, <laughs> they're more boys. Yeah, they're the, more the thing boys. is to not be scared, man. So yeah. I, I, I find don't fucking go in there going, oh man, we're going to go get a holy show made of us there. You just tell them what you like, what they yeah, like. Exactly. Just go up and do it, do your fucking thing. And if they like, yeah, well and good. And if they don't, but I, I always got a buzz of playing because you'll always get these fucking, some kind of metalheads, you know, and they stand there with their arms crossed, kind of looking like, you know, and even if you're like, these lads are good, but I'm not going to let them know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kind of and if, if you look down halfway through your set and you see a load of lads kind of, and they're doing this, and you're like, yeah, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, yeah. you fucker. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think it kind of comes to metalheads, and they, they don't really realise, they're just kind of like, and they're like, oh shit, I'm bobbing my head, right, stop yeah. that, stop that. <laughs> I th- yeah, I think that's of a certain age, Ben. Yeah, probably, man, yeah. <laughs> I don't see younger metalheads doing that at all, actually. They're too busy coked up killing each other in mosh pits, probably, now they <laughs> <laughs> Has uh, been known to happen. That's all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I need the dead cult ones, man. They're there's fucking crowd surfing, man. Ah, they're crazy yeah, games. Crazy, bits man. and all, so it's great, man. It's really, really it's fantastic, it. man. Evan yeah. is doing great things for the scene down in, in yeah, fair Park, play. Like, fair look, play, yeah. hundred percent dude. Go on to it. Like I'm just doing it's just an excuse for me to see bands that I, I wanna see. Like this yeah. the Christmas is pure fucking indulgence and I don't care like it's <laughs> but like, like you're doing you're doing in, in Cork what what Andrew did in Kilkenny with the zoo thing so it's almost like you're taking the next step that's, that's where I learned to oh, do man. it like, exactly that's, dude that's yeah like, I was always wanted to like always getting onto Andrew being like how do I do this what do I do like when I was a kid being like you know putting up posters and stuff for him and just like learning how a day goes like from sound check to you know, how do you book bands? How do you do this? And he he taught me a lot. And I tell him that all the time. Like if I'm home for Christmas, I I'll chat to him every time I see him. I'll let him know. I'll never. We were the we were the fucking zoo poster boys. Now I was the original zoo fucking yeah. zoo poster boys. Sounds terrible. We actually stuck physically stuck up posters, yeah. which yeah. isn't a thing anymore. And yeah. I was like, that was great. Like Andrew used to give me a few quid and let me in free to the gigs. And and then I was like, oh, do you know what? I'm too fucking old. My back is too sore to be walking around town all day. So I kind of handed the torch <laughs> to Evan. And I was yeah. like, right now, go forth, young son. Here's my roll of tape. <laughs> <laughs> the golden tape roll. Yes. Back in the day, like you, I can't remember how many you'd have, but you'd have a lot. And you could put them on walls. You could put them. But then there was one, sl- it was a Slave Zero gig in Clears. And um, where they brought it, they changed it that like doing that is littering. Um, and there was um, Garrett showed up at the gig and find Bob. <laughs> so the, all, there's all rules and regulations that Andrew taught me after that. So it used to be, it was almost like a little kind of a vicious circle. Yeah. Where, like the guards would ring Morrissey's, who used to own the zoo club. And they'd say, it's fuck all to do with me, it's to do with Andrew. And then the guards ring Andrew, and then Andrew would say, it's fuck all to do with me, it's to do with the band. And then the band would say, it's fuck all to do with me, it's to do with Morrissey's. <laughs> it's just chasing around for them. So, nah, we got away with it. Happy days. Good times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so lads, and in, in January, February next year, or are you... Yeah, we're going back down to, we're doing... Um... Are you doing a launch for this? No. No, nah, no, nah, not really. Well, unless man. we get physical copies done, then we well, yeah, unless we get physical copies. Physical okay. copy launch. But we're back down in Cork in um towards the end of February in Fred's. We're doing a nutshell gig down there. Oh class. Okay. Nutshell is Very like good. a little collective Irish. Yeah. I like giving them a shout out and promoting some of their yeah. stuff. That was yeah. actually started by the bass player in Mo's band, Ritual Effects. Yeah, okay. big shout out to Chris. He's doing great work with that. He's yeah, doing really well. It's a really nice network of grunge bands getting together now and really having each other out. Mm. So it's going great. Yeah, all nice lads. Everybody gets along. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah, mm. I'll definitely be at that. I know Aaron is um, involved in that as well. Isn't yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Good people doing good things. Like you kind of want to support it. Like, and it's building up a scene as well around yeah. that yeah. grunge type error. You know, and yeah. it's fantastic to see. Like. Absolutely. Mm. And it never really died that kind of that kind of underground grunge scene. It just went deeper fucking underground. You know? yeah, it's, weird. it's like anything if you want to find out the sound that like 
is coolest now. It's always just the years, the the rule of twenty years. Just yes. look this day twenty years ago, and that's if you have any kind of thing like that, or like semblance to what that, or dress anything like that, you're cool as fuck. But ten years ago is lame. Yeah, ten years ago is yeah. pure lame. Yeah. <laughs> so lads, I'm gonna wind it down. Congratulations again on a fucking brilliant EP. It clocks in at 16 minutes, 34 seconds. Imagine for but that's all those years know. of work. Yeah. You've distilled it down to 16 minutes, 34 <laughs> minutes, seconds. But I mean, what you've done is outstanding. It's a, it's flying the flag for Kilkenny, for grunge, and just absolutely brilliant musicianship right through the whole EP. So... I'm I'm delighted to have you on the show to to help you spread the word that bit further and thanks for taking the time to come on. Thank you, thank, thank you, for thank you. And I just want to give a big shout out to uh, Ian Flynn who owns this beautiful tattoo studio that he let us use. Ah, oh, class. And if you if you give him a shout and ask him how much a back piece is, he'll be delighted to hear that. <laughs> Very good. Great <laughs> out there. <laughs> Evan, as always, thanks for joining us on this show, man, and delighted that you shared some of your part of the history of chemical addiction. It's, it's nice to acknowledge him. Yeah, and yeah. we still love Evan. He's a, he's he's yeah. still one of our, our best friends. Like absolutely, great lad. Always a great lad. Yeah, never change either. Like no, yeah. and his mum is hot. So, the only thing is, uh, back burner. Is it on Bandcamp, lads? No. Yes, it is. It kind is. Of. I think so. No, maybe not yet. Not yet. Maybe I'm not talking yet. about it. I, I don't <laughs> think it is, um, as no. far as I know, but that'll change. And, and yeah, hopefully yeah, yeah. there will be a physical release. Oh, there uh, will, absolutely, at some stage. Yeah. Next year, and we can celebrate that properly with hopefully. We're, we're, hoping, uh, uh, we're hoping to get maybe out. some kind of a split. Do you, do you remember how cool at the, back in the fucking kind of 70s and 80s punk scene, the split finals were? Yes. And we, yeah. I want to, I want to bring that back, man, because that that's gone. So we were hoping to do a split final with Mozart band, you know. Okay. So Which that's... is ritual effect, no? Ritual effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 we thought the the two bands would complement each other yes. perfect. And... Yeah. But that's a plan. That's a plan for the news. So, so watch your Facebook and socials in relation to breaking news on that next year. Uh, once again, lads, thanks for coming on the show, and crucially, support your local medicine. Thanks a million, man. Thanks, man. Thanks, man.